you can't cut Jub Jub. Like, that's my shit. Oh, like, yeah. That's my song. I just want to be Job of the Hut. Can I be Job of the Hut? Fuck you. Just fucking yes, fall asleep. Yes, just fall yes. the fuck asleep. Fall uh, the fuck asleep. <laughs> it, 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 I am at the point where I'm just ready for some action. We are live. Greetings and salutations. Oh, yeah, welcome to episode 34 of Long Walk Short Drink. Uh, I am Palmer, broadcasting live right now on YouTube, uh, live streaming events from Dayton, Ohio. I'm Dave, talking to you from Northfield, Minnesota. And joining us for the third time, I, like, <laughs> I think this is like, the this is... The most. You might be our first third timer. Yeah, the really? yeah, our first third timer. Yeah, beyond Twinkie. Uh, joining us, Mr. J on uh, episode thirty-four. Welcome, Mr. J. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, excited to have you. Uh, without further ado, let's open up a beer. Let's. You want to? Yes. Open one up. All right. What are we drinking? I got. I got the old standby. The old standby there. Yep, award winner. <laughs> how many like, words are on that bottle <laughs> huh uh, yeah. well, mine mine's got some i think i don't know they don't <laughs> announce them i got a fine few. pills there. yeah well, and I'm, go. i got the steiny bottles for the miller lights which are oh, kind of fun they're nice. like shorter oh. sort of vintage things they pull out once a year nice mr j i got the uh i don't know if you can oh travelers nice but that's the the uh yeah the travelers um pumpkin shandy oh how is that Ooh, that's not bad the the pineapple one was absolutely stellar from the I've, summer. I've never I've never even heard of that. Oh man, was it good? <laughs> and then uh, oh, I remember well, talking about and that. Their, yeah. their grapefruit one is really good too. <laughs> that one I've had before. All right. All right well, right. on three, let's do this. On uh, three. All right. All right. Oh, there we go. What are you, sir, has been up to? Yeah, Mr. Mr. J, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. What have you been up to since last time we saw you? Oh which, man, would have been so, the revenge episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So summer came and went. Uh, I got to be on vacation, which is always great. Um, I did some traveling. Went to. I actually got to go on this really cool trip to uh, Columbia uh, University in New York City. Awesome. for a week oh cool like a writing conference thing which was really cool um and but back home ohio a couple of times visit family and friends and then um pretty much other than that i kind of just stayed local um i really have i've only been in maryland for this is going on my third year now and um i haven't really had the chance to kind of explore the area so that's kind of what i was doing a lot of just kind of day trips and stuff so and then the school oh, year nice. started so now we're in the thick of the school year Yep. Yep. You remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm imagining those day trips like Johnny Smith in the dead zone. Like he takes a six pack and goes to bookstores <laughs> in a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. Like just has just just having fun being like yeah. a, a single dude. It was oh, man. Yeah, most of mine are, are they're not quite that exciting. I, I do a lot of historical trips, like go to historical sites and stuff like that. And 
you know awesome have a oh. good time you're in it's, a you're in a the like perfect area for those kind of trips mm-hmm. though yeah exactly so yeah awesome awesome what about you palmer how has things been going when last we talked you were in the thick of some work awfulness and i'm guessing that's still oh yeah that's still true that's still <laughs> that's still going i'm hoping that uh after this week i'll be out of I'll, I'll at least have my head above the water which will be nice so and then today with them offering to let me work from home more that was like that was a huge like weight off so um just That's because cool when they offered like, oh yeah. no absolutely and it, and it really makes sense to them because in in the end they get those three hours back in production like the three well, hours that i would oh, spend sure. in the you know what i mean like yeah. uh it it's so much easier it, <clears throat> it's so hard to like work there for eight hours and then spend an hour and 45 minutes in the car coming home to like just go right back to working for like three hours. You know what I mean? Like, like to just put in some extra time for the day. Like it's just not happening. Yeah. Do you get and, overtime pay or are you salaried? Um, a salary. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. disgusting. So, um, so, well, I mean, I guess technically I, I mean, I'm non-exempt, so I would have to pay the, they would have to pay me overtime if I went over, but it's like I make that back up. And other, like I flex my time a lot, and um, oh, I, I, I make it back up. I really don't go that much over, but it's like you know, just some some days where you just like get in a groove, and you're like, if I had three more hours, like I'd be able to do six hours worth of work in three hours because that's just the kind of groove that I'm in. Yeah. Well, if I hit yeah. that while I'm in Columbus, like there's it doesn't matter how much of a groove I'm in. There's no way I'm like. Hmm. gonna just like climb right back behind a desk for three more hours once i get home you know what i mean like whereas if i if i say look if i work from home i'll take that three hours that would i would normally just be commuting and if i hit a groove like i'll put that three hours in behind the desk no problem because it's easier to do that when you're already there you know what i mean so Hmm. it makes sense to them and uh so they'll get it back in production it'll it it just like eases the pressure like ash said that which was pretty astute that's pretty accurate it just eases the pressure a little bit it doesn't make it as desperate to f- try to find something local now you know so oh that's good well and you're not surrounded by that kind of desperate feeling of your other coworkers all overwhelmed in person oh yeah no <laughs> yeah that does that does help as well so um so there's that um we went to we went to a wedding on Saturday. Um, that's really about it. Like nothing, <laughs> nothing too exciting. Oh my! Uh, so I, I had uh, our friends over that have two daughters, and I bought I bought a pinball machine. I don't know if I ever got around to saying that on an episode. But I like I got this pinball machine and it's like it's a pretty simple like rule set, but it's really challenging. So you can figure out what the like how to get good scores on the table. That doesn't take very long to figure out. But like all the shots are really challenging. Man, their daughters came over when they came over for dinner and I just showed them I just showed them how to turn on the pinball machine and that you didn't need quarters. 
And then <laughs> that's that's basically all I showed them is like how to start a game. And they so like a pinball machine has a knocker in it, and you get the knocker if like you get a free game, uh, you get an extra ball, you get it, or you get a high score, right? And uh, they were getting knockers left and like I'm like these kids are gonna like how are kids that good at shit when you first show it to them like so it just blows my mind at how they're just like yep and there it is there's that that's the i'm like jesus i haven't even got my initials on that pinball machine yet and like they're gonna <laughs> now you're never gonna be able to they, yeah exactly maxed out all the uh exactly the scores. <laughs> so, that was fun that was something exciting that happened since the last time we talked how about you dave what have you been up to oh man i've been a lot really um I, I went through a, like a six week, six to eight week stretch where I was really working on the podcast a lot, editing it and stuff. And since we've come up with yeah. this new workflow, I've been able to, to to work on some other things, which have been great. Um, as I say that a lot, I wonder how much of them I want to talk about till they're actually like a thing, which probably will take a while. But like basically, well, one of them is um, I'm working on like a 10 anniversary edition of. Um, of an album, uh, an album length EP from a group called NJ's and the Jeff that were, uh, Mr. J, I don't know, maybe you remember them from the, our days in Kent. Um, yep. that band, uh, Brian Yost played with me when I can have a drummer and, um, and, and then that was a three piece and their, their guitarist, the Jeff, uh, also, uh, played with me this last tour. Um, so I got to know them both, whereas I only really knew Yost prior to that um and they played this ep of this their three pieces very much like a cream type vibe uh rock trio when we were driving from uh, i thought it was pretty cool and i i couldn't believe that yost only had like an mp3 of it so this is like two years ago and i was started pestering uh the jeff about i'm like i need the cd so that we can get a wave file so that we can remaster this thing and put it up on the dreaming out loud archive and it took uh, about a year to get the CD <laughs> or six months or something like that. And then we got it remastered and I've been trying to track down all these various elements. Like there's, they went on a tour in 2007. Sorry, my dog is a nightmare tonight. I am going to eat your whole head. Get, get out of here. <laughs> Jesus. So I don't know what's wrong with her. Actually, uh, yeah, the bride is out of town tonight, and I think they're just mad about it. <laughs> that, that's what's that's what's wrong. Yeah, that's that's. Really think that's the case. There's no bride uh, in the house. To ignore them, I'm sorry about the the noise. They, they don't need anything. Believe you me, I've given them tons of treats, <laughs> taken them out a bunch of times. They're just obnoxious. But I was trying to get all these different elements. And I've almost got them all. Like uh, Moto remastered their album and. It sounds sounds great and rocking, and um, then I I knew I guess I started looking around online for pictures of them, and I was reminded that they went on this spring tour and they took along a photographer uh, with them. They paid her way and everything. The only thing she had to do was take pictures for them and do their merch. So there's all of these pictures from this this tour that they took, and I I done stuff for me as well. So I reached out to her to try to get. All I found was like reference. I mean, I found stuff on the old MySpace, but it was like, you know, thumbnails compared to what we would need. Today, I got the last of all of those pictures from her. It was, you know, over a thousand pictures. I don't know. It was so many. Wow. Um, wow. But in a lot of them, Yost is holding this little <laughs> camcorder 
which I, I'd known now, I'd known that for over, I'd known that since sometime last year. So I started pestering him. I'm like, hey man, where's all this footage? Like we can, with the 10th anniversary, you know, digital album, there could also be a, a tour diary. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh man, I don't know. I've never looked at those tapes, which blows my mind. I couldn't yeah. believe yeah. that. <laughs> uh, and I was like, dude, you got it. Where are they? And he's like, they're at my mom's in Ohio. I'm like, well, get them. And if nothing else gets you the footage, and if, you know, I might be able to turn it into some kind of thing. <clears throat> so he surprised me with those last week. Um, and so I've, it's like a five, the five tapes and most, most of the time each tape is a city and it's the last of like that bygone era of like camcorder footage before cell phones where, you know, those things like they had a narrative to them sort of. Yeah. And like people would take them, would kind of host them like and tell you what was going on. Um, and they had a natural, like they had a natural consecutive order of events because you're starting and you're starting and stopping yeah. your recording throughout the night. So like, and you're able to kind of put those like really rough cuts into your documentating of that event, you know, with those starts yeah. and stop. Um, Even so that has a kind of a rhythm to it. Like the start, the way yeah. that those kind of tapes start and stop, it just, it's sort of, uh, you don't see it anymore. Um, I think it's that's like, why it's like Blair Witch in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like found footage is yeah. that's. I think that's why that genre works is because it it makes it feel more real because of those like really raw cuts, you know. The, yeah, the sharp, absolutely. Uh, pauses, starts and stops. So just this last week, I've been working with those uh, tapes, and my goal has been to do one a night. So they gave me five tapes an hour a piece. Uh, they're mini DV tapes, and I'm my goal was like if I could cut each of them in half, then I'd be I'd have almost like a cut of like something watchable, you know. Or I mean, yeah. I don't know who this is for or where it will end up. Some of the footage I'm seeing, I'm like, oh my god, I don't know if this can end up anywhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, there's not as much of that as I now that I'm seeing as like, oh, I, there ought to be a lot more like stuff that I'm just like, oh god, people shouldn't see this, but. Um, a lot of it's just really fun. So like having been on tour with those guys, um, that, but not this tour, <laughs> uh, it's kind of neat to just be along for that ride. And they're doing a lot of like touristy things as well in cities like Nashville and St. Louis. And so they go to like St. Louis and they're going to the St. Louis <laughs> like slugger um, store. And in Nashville, they're buying boots and records and stuff. So yeah, he's never seen them, but I've, I've never seen them, but I've seen these photographs. And so I'm like kind of getting the, the narrative that goes with these photographs. And awesome. So I've been working on my own documentary about the tour I did do with them. <laughs> I've been working on that for two years. Uh, wow. So it's really nice to work on something that can go this fast because my only idea with this is just like, just shorten it yeah. into a diary and then they could have it. And I'll have felt good about doing it. And it's fun to work on something that I'm invested in in a different way than I am my professional work, but that I'm not in personally. <laughs> that, that's kind Got of it. a relief. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 stuff. Brian and I went to see uh, Chris Hardwick and do stand up. Oh, really small place. I'm so jealous. And that was cool. I love. Chris yeah, Hardwick. it was great. There's this place in uh, in Minneapolis called the Acme Comedy Club, and they do a dinner reservation thing. If you do the dinner reservation, then when you arrive for that, they usher you into the what's already a tiny, like, you know, 
space. And we saw Michelle Wolf, who was often on uh, The Daily Show. She's got curly red hair. Oh, I saw her. That's crazy. You, I saw her when I was saw in New York. When I was on that trip. Really? We went to a, awesome. a comedy club. And uh, yeah, she, she just dropped in for the comedy club. So it was pretty crazy. That's awesome. So we saw her there. And like uh, we were, I mean, I could have touched her foot. I mean, the front row is so close to the to any stage. And we were only like two rows back for Hardwick, who usually does these huge theaters and whatnot. Yeah. Um, he was funny. A lot of dick jokes. A lot of dick jokes. <laughs> what's the what's the line? Lot of- Amy, like that's where all the money is, is in dick and fart jokes. <laughs> dick and fart jokes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He definitely did a lot of those. He also did a lot of crowd work. Ton of crowd work. He must just be starting a new hour or something. Like it was a bunch of like, what did what do you do for a living kind of stuff. Wow. There were two prison guards in the room that he asked that. Jeez. Wow! In the same row on either side of a small row, but they didn't know each other. It was it was crazy like that. Like for the first time, the first guy says like this big burly bald guy, and he's like, he's like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, oh, prison guard. <laughs> he was like, oh shit. <laughs> then like twenty minutes later, he asked the guy on the other side of us, and he said the same thing. And he's like, what's the most fucked up thing you've seen? And I saw a guy carve his dick up with a paint chip. <laughs> oh. Obviously, there wasn't much to say after that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Jesus. Oh, anyhow, so that was fun. He was. Um, yeah. My first impression was like, dude's handsome. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought seeing him up close. I'm like, he's a good-looking guy. More so than I realized from Chris TV. Harvard? He is the Nerdist podcast. Oh was, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's who I thought of, it was. Um, what is it? Um, that dating show on MTV, Singled Out. Yeah, Singled Out. Yeah, Singled Out. Yeah, yeah. And we see him all the time. The Bride and I on the talking shows on AMC, oh. Talking Dead, and yeah, everyone. He has his own show now too. Preacher. Oh yeah, just called King with Chris Hardwick. Yeah. yeah. So that was recently. Um, there's other stuff, but I've, I've <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, let's give a, let's give a about. shout out to. We have three viewers right now on our live stream. Uh, thanks Hi, for joining hello. us on the live stream uh, for episode 34 of Long Walk Short Drink. Uh, you can also reach out to us at lwsdpod.com, uh, at lwsdpod on Twitter. Oh yeah, I'll open that up. So if you if you if you chat at us, you know if you're hearing this live on YouTube, we'll answer you. Oh yeah, and if you're on YouTube, um, uh, Dave's got it up. I have it up. Uh, feel free to chat at us. We'll we can uh, chat live with you as well. Oh, sorry. Double, double D. Yeah, no, double, double D. Is, one of them is just double D. That's what he says. <laughs> Not just double D. Yeah. Hey, double D. D. One of them is and the other double one, D. And the other one's Twinkie. <laughs> well, good. Uh, yeah. two, months to, two, two months to Des Moines. That's what Twinkie is saying. That oh, is exactly yeah. Dude, accurate. I should, I should tell you. I should tell you. You know my, I'm a big movie buff. Last night, I saw Blade Runner. Oh, Yeah. What'd you think? Oh my god! Yeah, so incredible. Just oh, good, outstanding. Um, That's I, I, I told my wait. buddy. He's I went with one of my friends. He's a big sci-fi fan, and I said if we can get one of those a year, I will be a happy human being because it seems yeah. like sci-fi movies are starting to make a comeback, like smart sci-fi. And um, it was just it was so good, so good, really good. 
I, I am so glad to hear it uh, and so happy for Twinkie. Uh, we will be having some Twinkie responses to uh, to Blade Runner uh, here quickly on Long Walk Short Drink. So, so pay attention, keep listening for that. But I'm so glad that uh, it it was it's good. I can't wait to see it. Um, did you watch the first Blade Runner to beef up for this one? Um, I I mean I've seen the movie a buzz a dozen times. I didn't yeah. I didn't think to see it. I should have because it does. I mean it definitely um, relies on a lot of the source material. Yeah, um, not like I guess it doesn't depend on it, but it definitely kind of follows up, and it would benefit you to do that because there's a lot that they obviously connect yeah. back to so yeah i uh yeah that's exciting i can't wait to see it i don't uh man i can't wait to see it it looks so awesome it's there's long. a it's long yeah oh yeah it's that's feel long yeah but it is long yeah. oh i love those ones that are like that then yeah there's a said? great um <laughs> <laughs> uh there's a great interview with um ryan gosling and Harrison Ford and some British woman. Oh, I saw that. And that like, is so it, fucking delightful. It <laughs> is so great. That, like there's no interview is happening. It's just them like goofing off and laughing. And yeah. like the, all of them are equally laughing. And there's different points in the interview where they have two of them are interacting and the third one is obviously being left out of the conversation. Yeah. And they and they communicate that with like glasses of scotch, which is just, it's just, it's just awesome. It's a great, that's a great interview. But I saw that on Reddit and the caption on Reddit for that was, I've never seen Harrison Ford laugh this much. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I got to check this out. And it's so true. Cause he is so like, he normally is so crotchety. Like he's like Indiana Jones, Harris, Indiana Jones and Han Solo combined into like, this just like crotchety old man, you know, in his most recent interviews. So it was really, it was just so awesome to see him. Like he was just totally fun. Just like having a good time. I'll add that great. to the, to the YouTube page for, you know, stuff mentioned on the show. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. a fun one to see. It is a fun one. So we're going to see it too. The bride and I, we actually we almost saw it uh, last night, uh, but we're going to go, I think on Friday. She expressed an interest uh, almost out of nowhere, and we watched the the eighty two movie over the weekend. Oh, nice! Um, Good and I consulted Twinkie on which version to ask <laughs> or which version to watch, rather. What did he say? He recommended the final cut. Yeah, um, the like two thousand twelve cut or whatever. Is that the? That sounds right. The most I've recent seen, one. I've seen is... now the theatrical and the final. Maybe the directors. I don't remember. Or 2005. Theatrical is the best you know, one, in my opinion. You like theatrical. the theatrical, the one? I do, because I like the, even though I know Scott wasn't a fan of it, I like the um, the film noir voiceover. I think oh. that really makes the movie. Wow, that's like one of the most contentious pieces of I that know, theatrical I know, version. I, I, that's the version I saw originally when I was young, and yeah. I thought that that added that whole other element as far as the film noir piece that I thought was really cool. I think that's that a is a big, like that. That's a big. Uh, that's kind of proof on how nostalgia can override purism. Where mm -hmm. like, it's the same thing with the like original cuts of the trilogy. Oh yeah, uh, you know, like don't 
we don't need special editions because we grew up like we still love those movies with all of all those things that you say are like defects we love the biggest bullshit was the end of return of the jedi i mean that was like the i wanted i wanted to throw something at the screen when that happened i was so angry I'm like, you can't cut Jub Jub. Like, that's my shit. Oh, like, yeah. that's my song. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, well, there's that and the Ewok song. And then the fact of, like, oh, yeah. Put Hayden Christensen in that as the later. ghost. Yep. Like, that was, that was rough. Because it's not enough that you keep, that you changed them. You, it's that you continue to make them worse with subsequent changes. Yep. I, <laughs> sorry. I totally hoodwinked that conversation from You're Blade good. Runner. <laughs> from Blade Runner to Star Wars and not got, but back got to Des Moines though like that, that brings us back to Des Moines uh, there you go it feels so real now like we have tickets Dave yeah and it's that place you talked about right the place that has yeah that like Flicks Brew House um, so we're gonna like we can even get there earlier and like grab some burgers and beers before we go into the movie and take all that like, crap in with us it's gonna be awesome so uh the long walk short drink road trip it's gonna be spectacular <laughs> i'm just imagining like if you've ever seen that movie uh wet hot american summer yes. oh, yeah when they yeah. when they go into town like that's that's what i yeah. think it's gonna be like it's gonna yep. start really simple and then it's just gonna get fucking crazy <laughs> yep. Yep. oh man like we're uh the the i feel bad for twinkie and dave because they both have to travel alone like I, I'm I'm if the, everything goes according to plan, like I'm going to get to ride out with Moto and Double D uh, for the majority of the trip, and that car ride will probably be epic too. Oh man, it's going to be so fun because like Moto wants to stop at the American Pickers store, so we're, oh, that's on the way. So that's we're nice. going to do that. Uh, oh man, is it going to be awesome? Got to get a lot of video. I got I cleaned out that corner of my garage so I can start training for karate in the garage. <laughs> Awesome. Make sure there's plenty of Can't room wait. for activities. You know that's really yeah. important. Yep, yep. <laughs> Actually, I did that um, just anyway, and then I wasn't until we were talking about Des Moines. I was like, wait a second, I didn't. I evidently didn't just do that to do it. I did. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, you know, just for a larger purpose. I was not yet aware of. Oh man, that's exciting. I'm sorry, I'm so yawny. I don't know what the hell's wrong. I know, Jesus. So uh, I did not. I haven't seen anything new at the theater, but I did watch. I I could say like the like I could kind of. What the hell is this? That's <laughs> everything okay? Sorry, I should laugh. That was so funny. Uh, so I uh, it's it's Double D's bride is texting me. Oh, <laughs> she's like. What is what is she texting you? That uh, there's no that there's no road trip plans have been okay have not been okayed yet. Ooh. <laughs> Look out! Yeah, well, I guess we know who one of our viewers out. is. <laughs> yep, I, I think we know who another viewer is there. Uh, but um, so this could be this could be my Palmer's pleasure. This could be tied into a king corner, but I you know it's it's this is still. This isn't going to air in Halloween or in October, but it's being recorded in October, which is always the time of year that I just long for. I long for. Uh, she wants. I'm not. I'm not texting right now. I'm not texting right now. <laughs> like I'm in the middle of recording a show. 
Oh, we got to beep out. I said her name. Shit. So, uh, I watched Netflix made a Stephen King adaptation, uh, and um, and I w- was not even aware of it. Uh, but they came out it, for Gerald's game. They made a movie of that, which that that's one Stephen one of those Stephen King books. When you read it, you're like, this could never be anything other than a book. Because it's it literally there's a point where there's one character and it's all internal monologue, and I'm and it's like how would they do this as a movie? They did it. They nailed it. It was a really good adaptation. Like I was really impressed with it. Um, yeah. What's that? Your mic just cut out. Oh, can you tell us what it's about? Oh yeah, your mic's really bad, dude. It's not, you sound like you're. A storm. You're talking through a stormtrooper helmet while wearing <laughs> another larger stormtrooper helmet. Oh, oh we and we him. lost him. Yep, he's gone. He might have just muted his camera. Oh yeah, to like catch his bandwidth. Oh, he's, he's he's back. Yep, talking to the mic, Dave. Oh yeah, now now we got nothing. Do we have the um? The little image to put up that says like "Stand by for technical yeah. difficulties." <laughs> it's funny because you can see him and he's smiling, but he's not saying anything. Talk to yourselves. I'll figure this out. Um. So, well, uh, Dave, can can you at least hear me? So if I go through a synopsis. You'll get that? Okay, yeah. Uh, So Gerald's Game is essentially about a couple who is trying to rekindle their relationship by um, doing um, BDSM. And they're in a cabin in the middle of the woods. And right after he handcuffs the wife to the bed he has a massive heart attack and drops dead oh dude i totally saw the preview for that i was yeah. actually thinking about watching it and then i was like whoa this is kind of crazy yeah, yeah. it's, it's um, the girl from um uh son-in-law yes and um sin city uh mm-hmm. the she's marv psychiatrist in sin city let's be honest we all know her from son-in-law Oh yeah, absolutely. I know her from Sin City. <laughs> you see a lot of her in Sin City. A oh, you lot, do. A lot of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was, what was the line? I was just listening to the podcast. The power of titties, right? Isn't that? Oh, behold the, the power of titties. Behold the power yeah. of titties. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> so true. Dave's like cycling. He's like frantically cycling things, trying to get his mic to work again. So, um. There's the they did a really great job of expanding outside of that, that internal monologue. They do that internal monologue thing in a really interesting way. They pad the story a little bit, a little bit more. I mean, because I don't know why. I I mean, I guess I do know why they had to do that, but uh, to make it more interesting. But it was it was really good. There's like one scene that was like really really graphic. Uh, that was a lot to 
like just just body horror stuff which that stuff I, th- I feel like you just get less and less tolerance for that the older you get yeah uh if you had any tolerance for it to begin with you know yeah. well it depends it always depends on how it's used yeah as you get older i think that's more of i guess unless you're a horror fan but for the most part it's like how they use it you know yeah and i mean and i am a horror fan like that's Especially this time of year, that makes. I mean, that's all I want to do is watch horror movies. Yeah. Um, I I just like. I, Ash and I were having a conversation about it not too long ago, and it was. Uh, it was. Basically about how. She brought up Saw, and I'm like, no, that's not that doesn't appeal to me at all. Any of those sequels where it's just like gross, it's just like trying to gross out the gross out factor. Shock value. It uh, just really, ugh, yeah, no, The but I'm like, but the first one is like really well done. It's yeah, really artistic. I saw the first one. I remember seeing it in theaters. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. And so scary. It like mm-hmm. totally uh, was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dug the first one, but that to me is so different than all the rest. And I heard even if there was a couple like later on in the series where they're like, oh my gosh, it totally re- like that one just redeemed the series. But it's, it's still, I don't, I'm not trying to watch those. I, a horror movie to me isn't like making me gag and almost throw up. Like that's, yeah. that's not what a horror movie is. Like I should feel uncomfortable, but not like grossed out. Plus, you know, my biggest problem with horror movies is I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan, but I will say that it goes back to the old like Hitchcock idea that the less you show, the, the oh yeah, and I think there's to be honest, there's very very few horror films today that take that approach. And and actually, it's funny because I would say even the, the ones that I actually seek out and that I enjoy are usually the ones that are are trying to be more intelligent about it, and um, they don't always show everything. And I think that's a lot scarier, in my opinion, than anything yeah. any kind of gore or creature or whatever. Absolutely. No, I mean, and I would definitely agree with you uh, that those like those tend to be the scarier movies, but there is an appeal. I mean, I grew up on like the Jason and Freddy movies, like Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street and, and, and Friday the 13th movie. So that like camp too is uh, also the, to the camp. Yeah. You know, um, that, that is appealing. Uh, were you but, ever a fan of any of the um, the uh, Rob Zombie movies? Uh, yeah. So House of a Thousand Corpses, I really dug a lot. I did too. Uh, uh, I thought that was awesome. And then um, Devil's Rejects was really good. It was really well done, but it was just so like the th- the scenes that I like about that. I I like particular scenes in that movie, but the whole thing like it. it, it it really felt like I thought the same thing with his Halloween movies. He was going more for the gross out stuff. Mm. I really just liked like the first a... Halloween though. The remake that he did. I thought that yeah. was solid. Yeah, that was okay. I love the scene in devil's rejects. Like the last scene, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but the last scene when it's like in slow motion and like Freebirds playing and like, they just want to give up. Like they just want to be done, you know, but they can't, and let me take that back. They want it to be over, but they can't give up. Like they can't deny their nature, their rebellious nature. And so like they're on their last leg and like, they just want it to be over. 
but they still like rally and like get their shotguns out and like drive into the cops like full bore, like in a blaze of glory, you know, because they can't deny their ultimate nature, which is to be the devil's rejects, to be out, you know, outside of the law. So, yeah. Oh, he's, is he back? <laughs> no, he's, oh, hey, yeah. Hello. Hey. Sound hey. better? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I know what it was, and I'm hoping it was a battery issue in this contraption i have oh don't worry uh mr j and i like we we nailed it like we we were we're freestyling as as double d said we had to carry the podcast which i i feel like we did i think did we do do okay i think we did okay (laughs) a welcome break yeah (laughs) does the audience so you guys in the middle of something when i no we had just uh, no i think yeah we were just wrapping up our thoughts on like horror movies and uh it's good stuff there so i'll check back on that when the when the when the episode comes out i actually yeah. I, I have a dig, dave's digs that relates to this horror business okay yeah uh, what do you got it is uh a podcast that i randomly stumbled across this week called inside the exorcist have either of you heard of this i mean no. i'm sure you've heard of the exorcist but uh so it says uh, the little synopsis is a, a story of faith fury and of of faith and fury of horrors real and imagined. This is the tale of a real-life demonic possession, a movie, and its makers. This is the tale of a real fucking... They literally have that sentence twice. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And you read You fell for it. You read it twice. You're like... You're you're like, they have that twice. You read it twice. (laughs) Who who has that? Like, it's on their main page. (laughs) the very first thing you see it's three sentences one of them repeated twice <laughs> but okay well then, when i when we get the the our website up i will be sure to make sure i have no repeat sentences or else they will, will be no. all, they will be all over that shit <laughs> oh so then the last one is oh i'm sorry there's five sentences four i don't fucking know but it says a seven part series inspired by the story behind an unforgettable classic movie this is inside the exorcist so it's like a a radio drama in a way in that it's there's sort of reenactments of sorts and uh like sound effects in the background to set the scene and it follows a handful of characters i think all of whom have been introduced so it starts talking about the guy who wrote the newspaper article that brought the real life case of an exorcism of a young boy in Washington to the attention of William Peter Blatty, who wrote the novel. Okay. Um, he was the one person I wasn't, I was like, who is this talking about? Um, but then, then you figure it out. So you don't always know who they're, who they're following at the moment. Um, and then it jumps, I think, to talking about that little boy uh, in, uh, in, in the Georgetown area in the, I want to say the fifties, the forties or the fifties is when this happened. That's like the real case on which the exorcist is based. Yeah. And then it talks about and that all of these are always sort of first person accounts. Well, not really first person. They're like little vignettes told third person omniscient, like talking about, you know, they'll give you the date and then they'll say like, William Peter Blatty was a sophomore at, you know, Georgetown university. So they follow him, the author as well, follow Linda Blair and, William Friedkin and wow. the director of The Exorcist. 
so it's an interesting kind of it's an interesting way they tell these stories that I'm very familiar with. Uh, and it's about half, half hour per episode. I, I don't know if they dropped two at once or just there was two available before I became aware of it. No, they dropped them both yesterday. Um, yeah, and it's been, like at first I wasn't sure if I liked it, but once I figured out what they were doing, then I started to really get into it and just enjoy the the anecdotes, the anecdotes and the way that they're weaving together all of these people's lives surrounding the story and kind of this sort of suggesting that they're all haunted in certain ways. I don't know uh, how they're gonna like pull it all together. Like your microphone. Is back on again? Yeah, it's all haunted. <laughs> it's haunted again. <laughs> Maybe we need uh, to have an exodus. The power of Christ compels you. With <laughs> uh, a 12, 12 volt battery, nine volt battery. No, it's a dead, dead battery. Nine volt, yeah. Dead, and then I tried another one. Don't you have one in your um, smoke detector? Just snag that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, or yeah, I can't hear. I'm sure that was very enlightening, but <laughs> it was it was lost lost to the ethos. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know what he. Oh, he was talking about The Exorcist. Have you ever seen that movie? Nope. Oh no. I've only. I like I said. I'm not the biggest horror person. I uh, yeah. I try to see. I mean, that's a classic. I do need to see it at some point. But um, I've I've made I've seen most of the classics. But that's probably where I live. And I'm just not the biggest horror person. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not. It is not I for did everybody. See it, though I did see it. What did you think of that? I really liked it a lot. Um, it was crazy good, wasn't it? It was, oh. I think it was like the perfect balance of like that, like coming of age kind of like Goonie style type story with like the, you know, true horror. Um, yep. I just, and I think that's, that pushed me through a lot of like the more horror horrific parts. Um, yeah. You know, because it did get pretty intense. But I think it was so. We talked. Dave and I did uh, like the the last episode. It hasn't even come out yet, but we devote pretty much the whole thing to a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But we talk. One of the things we talk about is how effective it was that they let it be rated R and let those kids talk like real kids, like. Yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, know. I, yeah, I know. I know that's how kids. I know that's yeah. how I talked when there was no grown-ups yeah. around growing up. You know, it's like, funny because all my kids, a lot of my seventh graders, are like, "You've seen it? I've seen it." And I'm like, "Why have you seen it? Why like, have you seen this movie? This is uh, not appropriate." No, yeah, it's. It but isn't. you remember being that age? You remember yep. like making into those movies? Like I think of the the shit that I used to watch in seventh grade. I my mean, mom would have rented that for me. Like, yeah, like she would have been like, right? "Guess what? I rented. Like, I got it. <laughs> like, we're gonna watch it tonight." I remember. You know? I remember. So, like, when I was in, I guess it was seventh or eighth grade. The big like like taboo movie was American Pie. That was oh, yeah. like the taboo movie, and um, my parents would not. And it's funny because like my parents would like let me see like Schwarzenegger stuff at like age eight, you know. Yeah. But like no American Pie, like no, you can't see that. And um, yeah. I remember I had to, I had my one friend. We always had everyone has that one friend that like their parents let them watch whatever the hell they wanted. And like yep. I was that, that friend. You were that friend. I was know? that friend. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we, uh, I had one buddy who had it and, uh, we watched that. I mean, that was, that was a big deal. Um, wild things. That was another big oh, one. Yeah. That was, you know, that was yeah. a big one. 
but yeah, it's it's just funny because you remember as a teacher, you have to like toe that line and be like, well, you shouldn't be watching that movie because that's not oh, appropriate. Yeah. But in the back of your mind, like, yeah, I'd fucking see that movie if I was in seventh grade too. So, Hell yeah, yeah. I would want to go see it. Like I and I and I know I would have. I know yep. it would have been like no question. I would have got to see it. So yeah. yeah, I just thought it was so, 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 so well done. I'm so excited to see if he can pull it off for the second one because it's arguably the yeah the uh, it's arguably the more boring uh, part of the story. It's like the grown up version of. <coughs> same story they've been making killer money on it as far yeah. as like the box office has been huge it's the highest grossing horror movie of all time it surpassed six cents wow uh, uh, he's back dave's back i think it's uh, is it better now i think yes, it might be good. Yeah. be good yeah yeah it sounds good you might be okay if your house burns down bit. don't worry about it we'll we'll look first <laughs> oh, yeah. is it peaking is it too much well, that sounds a lot better oh good it, i it, actually I found a battery in an old guitar pedal that had good juice, gave me good shots. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you do the lick test? The, yes. Like, and this is noticeably different. So, <laughs> Do you ever find yourself wishing, I wish I could do that with other batteries? Like, why is it only the 9-volt oh, yeah. that I, like, I, I, I guess never, if you I've never line, licked the battery, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you've never taken a 9-volt battery to see if it was still alive? Like, you just touch it to your tongue to see if it gives no. you a little, like... Nope. <laughs> I've done it a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think the problem I would often have is like I I didn't know I'm like is that enough of a shock a lot of times. Yeah. And so today I realized you don't need that much but you'll know if there's something in there. Yep. Yeah. I got three dead ones right in front of me. So here's a random question. Have you guys ever actually been like electrocuted? No. Oh, man. Have you? That's an yeah. interesting. I what? <laughs> Whoa! Uh, say more about that. It's not a huge story, but I just remember because this is why, like, when you say like lick the battery, like anything involving electricity at this point, I'm like, I am fucking with that shit because that'll. I so I used to um, when I was in Kent. Actually, I used to have this like totally broken ass extension cord, and it was one of those ones that like you know it's like the long cord and it has like the um, like the double plug at the at the end that you can yeah. plug into. Mm -hmm. And that little casing popped off. And I just remember, like, I was talking to my sister on the phone. And I was, like, fucking with it. Because, you know, like, when you're, like, talking, like, you fuck with shit. And yep, yep. I was just fucking with it. And it, it, like, popped off. And, like, an idiot. I'm just, and it's plugged in, of course. And I'm just, like, hold, and I just put my hand, like, right on the, the, the major part right there. And I, it just shocked the shit out of me. And I was, like, oh, wow. And I remember my sister was, like, what just happened? Because I didn't even speak. I was, like, Ugh, uh. And she was like, what just happened? And I'm like, I just uh, electrocuted myself. <laughs> wow. It fucking suck. It sucks yeah. so much. So that's why when you're telling me battery stuff, I'm just like, no, no, thanks. I'm good. Well, I'm this isn't like, it, it doesn't like, you know, put you out or anything. Yeah. It just gives you a little, it's like a joy buzzer on your oh, tongue. Yeah. Or that stupid uh, gum. You know, the yeah. gum one. That one, that one. I had a bunch of kids in my, uh, one of my old school that, that were like, Miss you want some gum? And I grabbed it and I was like, ah, it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. That's, <laughs> those things are bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like the stupid joy buzzer. You know, it's like, ah, oh, you no, no. Those buzzer. were like really shock you. you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, crazy. So, uh, yeah. So Dave, you got to listen to for the Gerald's game about what Gerald's yeah. game's about. And and that else? would have been all spoilers for you anyway, because you're nowhere near that yet. Oh, like, gosh, no. <laughs> yeah. What are you on right now? 
I went back uh, to see, and actually, I think the next thing that I, I'm a little behind, like I should have read a Bachman novel and didn't uh, before Firestarter. Like, I think The Long Walk I should have read. We're not going to get to do any promos for any of our spits because we're all over the place already. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, I yeah. haven't been listening to anything right now, though. But, like, up next, novel-wise, would be Cujo uh, for Ooh. my uh, Stephen King reading. and The one he doesn't remember writing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I did get that Bachman, like, that hardback collection of Bachman books. And The Bride and I are about to go out of town for a few days. Like on a fall break, did so I'm I taking it with you. Did I give you Long Walk? I was supposed to put that up for you, wasn't I? And I never did. Oh, did I yeah, I don't. No, no, I, didn't, I mean, I haven't seen it drop there yet. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you have that, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I can I'll, do that. Is that what you need? Is that the one you need? Long Walk, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then whatever. If you have them sorted by Bachman, I don't. I, I can't. Bachmans are hard to get a hold of, I think, because. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. just less available. Yeah. Um, and I put that other thing in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, nice. right. yeah it's a good thing we don't and have talking about it on, <laughs> yeah. on our on our free avenues of getting our podcast out yeah uh, <laughs> man if we were monetized just... we would be demonetized in a heartbeat <laughs> i did find uh, out um i checked into our audible thing and it's good through like 2020 so i think anytime oh, well, we talk it. about a, a book audible that, uh, uh trial.com slash lwsd uh to get your free audio book uh highly recommend downloading it or yes. the dead zone you could get the dead oh. zone and go back <laughs> oh dead zone uh you go back and listen to the dead zone book club along with, while uh you listen to that audio book uh anything honestly by stephen king highly recommended uh you could take the double d route and get uh start your journey down towards the dark tower um all kinds of stuff. So, uh, um, audibletrials.com slash LWSD. Yeah. And and related to what we're talking about tonight, uh, get The Exorcist. There's a great reading of The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty, the author, which is oh, fantastic. Nice. He yeah. passed away um, this year, uh, 2017. I wonder in some ways if that will play into this Inside the Exorcist podcast. Um, but yeah, he, he reads it amazingly. Uh, that's a great one to get. Also, the... Friedkin Connection, which is uh, William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist's autobiography, is read by him. Also really fantastic. Those would be my two uh, recommendations this time. Uh, so uh, audibletrial.com slash LWSD. Get your free goddamn audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> Tons of choices. Yeah. So many to choose from that you might just continue with the service uh, after yeah. you get your free one. Hey, what do you listen to us for? You can be listening to world-class authors yeah. and actors. Uh, brilliant texts. <laughs> yeah, when you get tired of listening to our our beautiful voices, <laughs> you want a nice audiobook to curl up with. I get it. You can get that free one by going to audibletrial.com slash LWSD. So. so there it is. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Um so I did some of my bits. Did you did you have a pleasure or, did, or was it the uh that uh um the Netflix movie? Uh, uh the I mean the Netflix movie was pretty good. Uh yeah, I, that'd probably be the closest thing to a Palmer's pleasure. I got a, I got let's, a quick uh, shit. The bride says, and then we should get into. Palmer's oh, pleasure. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, let's just go with pizza this week. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't. Uh, no, it'd be that. It would probably be that. Um, that book was, or that movie was, really good. Yeah. Awesome. 
All right, so let's I hear was, some shit the bride says. Yeah, just a uh, it's a series of three, a quick one that all happened. Nice. We were watching baseball, and then I think we should oh, get nice. into our uh, our uh, our themed talk for this evening. Right. Um, but uh, so let's see. She says on well, it's four days ago. I'm not sure what that would be. The ninth, I think, October 9th, two thousand seventeen. We're watching some baseball, and she says, "I'd like to be an umpire." Because I wanted them to try to yell at me, and I, I could infuriate them with my lack of interest. And then she goes on with, be a lot of me saying, you done? <laughs> and, and this. She lifts her sleeve and like looks at a watch that's not there, but like real douchely, like as they're like, you know, baseball yelling in her face. <laughs> and uh, and then, then a few minutes later, an umpire gets hit, like, you know, uh, the ball bounces off the batter like immediately right back and hits him in the, the face mask. And she's like, uh, she's like, delete those tweets. I don't want to be an umpire anymore. <laughs> uh, so you can follow that on Twitter at shit. Dubride says D a shit. Dubride says, yeah. Uh, and then we'll read them on online occasionally, but uh, yeah, she's a joy delight. Absolutely. Morning lady. And not the person that those tweets represent. She that's a, her disclaimer, right? <laughs> yeah. Though this one was pretty innocent this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they get pretty in fact she was telling me recently, she's like, I was reading back over my uh over my Twitter, she says she's like, I I feel like I'm kind of a bully. <laughs> and I, I was like, hmm, no comment. And she's She's like, <laughs> and she cheats at mercy. So yes, the, yeah, she's a bully, yeah. and she cheats at mercy. <laughs> I can't remember what she said. I can't remember what she said after that. I mean, she didn't, and I was like, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, and then, uh, but I was reminded of something. Maybe she said that because I said this to her recently. I she was doing something. I'm like, you're you're being a bully. She goes, I I don't bully you. I just tell you hard truths. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to tweet that one, but I, I couldn't at the time. I don't remember. That should why. be a t shirt. Yeah. 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 It's not bullying. It's just hard truth. It's just hard yeah. truth. So yeah. we said that's become a thing already in the house where we just be like, hashtag hard truths. <laughs> oh, man. That is awesome. 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 Oh, well, all right. Um, Mr. Jade reached out yeah. a while back. When we started talking health stats, yeah, and uh, that's sort of what brought about. Right before uh, I fell off the wagon, I'm glad that we're doing this because I got to get back on the wagon. As I as I consume a, the caloric equivalent of a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So yeah, um, so I mean, so Palmer has been uh, looking to just—he was did a smoking stats um, for for a long time, and then he's looking to make some other changes and maybe uh, health, I don't know if we'll call it health stats or what what it will be, but we've talked about that a lot in in recent episodes. And uh, Mr. J, yep. are you? When was the last thing you heard? Did you hear us talk about it? Probably no, not, the last I, I haven't listened to the last one that was posted. I just finished the um, the one with pumps. Oh, okay. okay cool. I finished. So, yeah. I think um, we've talked about it even a little bit again. <laughs> um, and, uh, actually, Mr. J and I were talking it the second time your mic went out. He yep. saw it. He um, oh. and so we were just kind of touching base about that. Um. Oh, that's cool. You you dug it? I'm guessing. Yeah. No, I really liked it. I, we basically, I said I'm not a big horror fan, and I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was a nice blend of like the kind of you know, coming of age Goonies type style with like a, a true dark horror. And I thought that was really well done. 
Sweet, sweet. I actually just got in the mail today the Blu-ray of the miniseries, which I went to the trouble of getting because there's a commentary, director, and cast. Oh, nice. I thought that'd be fun. Yeah, especially with the Jack Tripper. Fucking A, yeah. Yeah. Did you know the bride hates Jack Tripper? Not not the character Jack Tripper, the actor. She hates John Ritter. John Ritter's like one of the he was he was notorious for being one of the nicest people alive. Like (laughs) how could she hate him? I don't know. She just doesn't like him. And like she doesn't like his son because of it. I don't think she oh, dislikes him. Like every person that has son. ever known him is like he was such a nice person. Like yeah. he was like one of the nicest people I know. Like Right. It's so weird. It's, I don't think it's because like anything he did. It's just something about his manner or affect she doesn't like. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm just like that is a very odd. I've got plenty of people I dislike for no reason, but that's a strange one for her. Yeah, most of them are millennials or hipsters, yeah. more like hipsters. Yeah. Yeah, but I got my fucking reasons. <laughs> 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 I just another thing in the house we do sometimes when it comes to that is something from Modern Family. Do you, do you guys watch that either of you? Yeah, the reruns. Uh, I mean, we don't yeah. keep up with it. So the and then I think it was the first season talking about uh the stepdad, Manny's stepdad, so Ed O'Neill, the Jay Pritchett he goes, uh, I don't like the guy. Do I need a reason? I don't like the guy. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> so I say that a lot. About oh, man. She doesn't like John Ritter. Anyway, I, that's her problem, her loss. So I, I'm going to get to hear him. And the other Losers Club, I think, grown up, like talk about they have their remembrances from like making the movie and stuff. So yeah, I still got a little bit more it in me. Is that a shout factory? Mm, no, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. I think it's something else. But oh my God, Shout Factory, Mr. J, is released Cyborg. Oh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> are you in on the design? Are you going to have to approve any of the uh, the bio pieces? And um, all of its 94 I, I really minute glory. They haven't announced the uh, the special features yet. It comes out in January. But Just as you a, doing commentary? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I should work for them. They, for all the great that they do in terms of like the way that they present the movies and stuff, they don't do the greatest special features in terms of just in terms of production value and and such. Uh, it's nice that they have stuff, but uh, it's not. I could do better. So, <laughs> shout factory if you're listening. <laughs> if you can, if I can telecommute from. <laughs> I, I will work from home. I will take on those projects. Yeah, I'll do those on interviews. Two conditions: one, they get to do it from home, and two, they only surround JCVD projects. I support or their roster. Or get on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh my god, I have I'm having some trouble recently, like with getting stuff like that. I bought just today. I got Avenging Force, which is Michael Dudikoff. Just now, you think you're 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 having trouble with getting stuff like that? Well, I know you say that, but I had did a, I had a I had a I think it started around the time I, we started the podcast where I started to realize how much I was enjoying these things. I didn't buy as much for a long time, but recently I've been like, I don't just buy any and everything. I'll buy something like I know, like I've had in another medium and it's like, I'm tired of watching this shitty VHS. Like I did rewatch at close range yeah. uh, last weekend. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I've had it in the stack since we talked about it, like a VHS previously viewed copy. And I put it in at one in the morning and I stayed up for the whole thing just because I was riveted. And I was like, this is so fucking good. And so I'm like trying to find trivia and there's almost nothing online. Uh, so I was like, is there a Blu-ray? 
is there a commentary somewhere? And there is. And so I'm at three in the morning on Saturday, I ordered it. So it's, that's the kind of thing that's been happening recently. Hmm. But I should definitely work in that industry. <clears throat> yeah. To tell the story of uh, people making movies that are kind of, you know, lesser known or lesser loved amongst like cineasts, but amongst <laughs> like people like me or fanboys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anyhow, oh my gosh, I've only had one beer. I'm talking way too much. Let's talk Hellstats. <laughs> so, all right. So we launched that episode, uh, which was prior to me going to Disney. Mm-hmm. And I think that it went live. We recorded that prior to me going to Disney. It went live while we were at Disney, I think. Or, the, or it was the one before that because... While we were at Disney, that's when Mr. J reached out to me and was like, you know, kudos to you for wanting to make a change. And then you had talked to you mentioned that you had done that the year prior. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Dave came to me with this idea for you to have you on tonight. We were going to have Twinkie on, which is going to be the next episode, I think, uh, for our next installment of Cabin Kids. Um which that's a little preview coming up. Uh, but that fell through tonight. Uh, so thanks for coming on and wanting to talk health stuff. No problem. Yeah, I kind of worked out great. It, it did work out awesome. So I think um, I want to try to just get different people's takes on health and, uh, and they're and listen to other people's journeys. Yeah. So, so I can, I, so basically I I listened to that episode and I really I you know uh, you've already mentioned this a couple of times but I've always appreciated the honesty that you guys are um, on the podcast and how much you guys kind of go in depth because that 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 obviously as a listener it, it hits home and I think for when you were talking about the whole idea of how you're going to kind of change some things and you know it, it definitely I was like oh you know I I could talk a little bit about this because it's something that I've been trying to do really I would say for the past shit probably like five years now going strong um i so basically i guess long story short um i can relate to a lot of what you were saying especially like growing up um i was always kind of a chubby kid and um i never really was athletic so that was never like a factor um and i love food so you know you put the two together and you get a fat kid so that's 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 literally the recipe for me that's how you make a palmer exactly and and it's funny because again i think palmer you and i connect on a lot of different things i think you know as far as um you know the disposition like the humor and like you know that's always like it's like goes back to kevin smith like the whole idea you know what is the fat kid got the fat kid's got humor and like that's so that's what you use and so i think for me you know, um, being a, a, a little nerd, uh, being a, a drama fan, being like all that stuff that, you know, um, we've talked about tabletop role playing, stuff like that, the stuff that I was into. Um, athletics wasn't really one of them. Um, and so I was always like, you know, kind of chubby. I, I did, I, I would say like in, in high school, I had a little bit of like trying to do like some lifting of weights and stuff but never really committed to it. And um, even in college, like I would occasionally go to like the rec and whatnot. But um, really, like, I kind of hit that wonderful place when you're, when you're in college where you, like, just naturally burn, like, a level of fat where it's never really an issue. Like, yep. if you, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not super active, but, like, you're at least, like, moving around and stuff, like, you're not, like, you know, in jeopardy. But then, obviously, as you get... sedentary. You don't spend 20 hours a day sitting. 
Exactly. Yeah. And then as you get older, like, you know, like just shit just, just piles up a lot quicker. And, um, I remember I was, I want to say it was like maybe 2011. I want to say, um, I had kind of a little bit of a health scare in that, uh, I found they, I don't, I can't remember what, what got me to this point, but they did like a, um, a, uh, I guess it's like, was MRI where you go in the tube and they like, look at like yeah. innards basically. And, um, I had, uh, one of the doctors told me that I had, um, dis, 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 diverticulisis. Yeah. Oh yeah. The one where you have like the pockets in your, um, your intestines. Yeah. So basically it's not like, I think it's, it's diverticulosis and diverticulosis. Losis is when it gets infected and it becomes like a really serious, scary situation. Um, but so I have these, these like pockets in your, in my intestines that if it gets stuff caught in it, it can inflame and become diverticulosis, which is like I said, it's a kind of a scary situation. So I never really thought much of it, but I remember I was visiting one of my friends who is a, um, a nurse and yeah. he was like, He's like, that's not really that big of a deal, except that you're like in your 20s. Right. Most of that stuff comes about like when you're in your 40s or 50s. And he's like, the fact that you have that, that's kind of like, that's kind of scary. And so it kind of made, it kind of woke me up a bit to it. Um, And that combined with, I just remember like that summer, I was, um, I remember like I was doing a lot of, um, I went to like the Chicago Comic Con that year. And like got a lot of photo ops with people, which was awesome. But like I was looking at my pictures and I was just like, dude, like you're getting fat, like really fat. And like what, yeah. like you know, like that, I, it just kind of dawned on me. And um, I remember talking to my sister and she was also, I forget, there was some other health scare that happened along. I can't remember what it was specifically, but it was all these things kind of perfect storm. And I just kind of said to myself, like, I need to change my shit because this is, you know, I need to kind of, this is getting to a point where it could be serious. And, um, so I remember like I took my, I had a bike and I took the bike back from my parents' house back to my apartment at the time when I was living in Willoughby. And, um, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to fucking like, I could always bike, like bike was always something that I could do. And I was like, I'll just, you know, start biking in the morning. Um, and I remember I had a good friend that told me that you always want to do your workouts in the morning because, if you do it at the end of the day, it's a lot harder because you have to kind of find the energy. Um, and you, I'm sure, you know, you know, Palmer as, as a teacher, being a former teacher, like when you come home, like you don't want to fucking do anything. No. Um, so the idea of working out after, after dealing with, you know, prepubescent seventh and eighth graders all day. Um, and, and that's parents, already a workout. Exactly. So it yeah. was just, it, it's not going to happen. So, um, I started biking and, um, Little by little, I was starting to get a little more into it, a little more into it. And, and that's also how I became a morning person um, because I think I've told you this story about like how I get up at like five um, usually most mornings just to kind of get out and do stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I started to bike. And then out of that, there was it was that year in January, I, um, I broke my bike. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck, like what do I do? Like I, I, I had, I started to figure out like, like I loved the, obviously the natural energy that I had from doing it. And I was like, I'm, I feel miserable, like staying in and not being able to go and be active. And so I said, you know what? Like I've never, ever been a runner ever. Like it was the last thing I remember, like in, in college, I tried once to run 
and I, I always had shin splints as a kid. So that was always like that never helped. And um, like I used to dread the mile, like when you would have to do the mile and, and you know, PE, that was always like the dreaded day. Um, but like, I was like, you know what, like I've been biking for a while and that obviously builds up your leg resistance. So I could probably just like try running a mile. And that was what I said. I'll just run one mile. And, um, I remember doing it and being like, that wasn't so bad. Like I could, I could do it. And I was surprised that I could actually do it. And so I just started out doing running and then it became, I don't even bike anymore. I just run. And so, um, I started running and I started getting like really kind of doing it more and more in like longer strides. And, um, I don't know, like, it just, it's funny because like, I would have never thought of myself as a runner ever. Um, but I've slowly become that. And I've been running for five years now, um, in the mornings and, um, it started out with like two days a week, um, getting up at like five in the morning and and going and running a couple miles. And then, um, and that was kind of the other point I wanted to make that I thought was really wise of you in, in kind of when you were talking about like how you stay motivated because you can never make it about the weight loss. Um, oh yeah. And that was like, as soon as you said that, I'm like, I'm so glad that you, you said that right away because I think that's what most, that's the pit that most people fall into is, yep. is they're always, they always make it about the weight loss. And I kind of picked up early that it, it should always be about the things that you'll always get out of it. So like for me, it was like that natural running high and like the fact that I just feel incredibly more energetic and, and um, motivated during the day and it gets me through my days and I have a lot better um, temperament. Um, And so that kind of started me out. And then now I've kind of moved to the same friend that was a nurse. Actually, he's kind of like a guy's guy and he was telling me that he was doing yoga. And like, for me, like it was like, fucking yoga like that's not what girls do and that's not really a guy thing kind of that mentality and um he was just like yeah but he's like you know i've been doing yoga for a while now and it's um helped me out a lot in kind of my day-to-day stuff it really kind of helps flex you out and gets you kind of so you can your basically your body can withstand more abuse um and so i thought naturally like as a runner like your knees and your legs get destroyed from running so i was like all right maybe i'll just like give it a shot because i wanted something different um and so then that kind of shifted me now to what my routine is where I do, I do running three days a week in the morning and I do yoga twice a week in the morning. Um, and it's just kind of, I guess, built me into like you, little steps. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, did you do, did you let your diet just naturally fall into place with that exercise routine? Well, it's funny you say that because diet was not a thing. Never yeah. was a thing. I was like, fuck that. Like I want to eat what I want to eat. Right. This is why I run. This is why I do right. like, things. It, and, it's so that's so funny because it's like Louis C.K. has this awesome line where in one of his stand-ups where he's like, "I have to run five miles three times a week just to look like this." Like, <laughs> and like it's it's a funny joke, yeah. but really what it means is is like that's exactly what that means is yeah. like I run this much so that I can still eat what I want and yeah. still you know what I mean like yeah. um. Which I, I, I mean, there's. I definitely need to make changes on my diet. Definitely, I it's can't hard, have that man. mentality of like I eat what I want because yeah. what I want is so drastically different, quantity wise and calorie wise than what your cravings are. What Dave's crave, like you know, yeah. it, 
One of the things though I can tell you, um, because this helped me out a lot too, was um, I used to growing up, I drank uh, pop so much. And I'm actually yeah. glad I can say that because here in Maryland, I get shit for that. I have to say soda. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so pop. Um, yeah. We Ohio kids. <laughs> we, we Ohio kids, that's right. Um, so um, I used to drink pop all the fucking time growing up. Like as a yeah. kid, like it was always. Like I don't think I ever drank water, to be honest. Um, but then there was a weird period of time when I was in college uh, and I was working over summer and I had to basically buy my own shit, like my food and stuff. And I was like, pop's like fucking expensive. Like I have yep. a drinking fountain right outside my, my room. I'll just fucking drink water and save money. And so kind of out of my own stinginess, I started drinking water. And to this day, like I probably have pop maybe once every couple months. Yeah. Um, and I only drink water and, you know, obviously alcohol, that's a big one, but, um, but yeah, and so I think that's helped a lot. And actually, again, kind of building on this. So I've become, as a result of kind of this slow journey I've gone on, uh, a very goal-oriented person. Um, and so like one of the goals that I had set last, I think January, um, was to stop drinking caffeine. Okay. Um, and I know I see Dave's reaction there. Yeah. Uh, it's always like people are like, <laughs> why the fuck would you do that? Um, and again, it I like always my coffee. Is, right well the funny thing is so like it always starts with like ignorance in some ways because and cheapness because it was i woke up one morning and i was like oh shit i'm out of coffee and i'm not gonna go shopping for like a week what do i do and i'm like you know what fuck it let's give this a try like i'll just not drink caffeine and um to be honest like it was funny because i thought in my in my head i'm like you know what like i only have one cup of coffee in the morning like that's true like i would only ever have one cup of coffee now granted we say cup, but we really like my cup is giant. So it's like two cups. Um, but like, it's still like, that was all, I was very proud of the fact that I only had one cup of coffee and blah, blah, blah. So first day was a weekend. I think it was a Sunday. I was fucking fine. Like this isn't so bad. I can do this. The next day when I was at school, I was like the most horrible human being ever. Um, and I, I was like, I was first shocked at how much the withdrawal really affected me. Um, because here I was thinking, Oh, I only have one cup of coffee a day. Um, and it was, I can't even describe the amount of pain, like just like in the headache and just like the withdrawal that I I did whole 30. I know what you're talking about. Yes. (laughs) Fucking sucks. But the second day, or I guess it was the third day, the third day wasn't so bad. Fourth day, I was fine. And by then, it started to get to a point because what I was originally trying to do, my goal was to drink more water. So I was like, if I'm drinking less caffeine and drinking less coffee, then I'll have more time to drink more water. So it was kind of like a result of that. And I will say that I do drink a lot of water now. um, And it's helped me a lot. And I sleep a lot better. Um, My sleep cycles are a lot better. And I still still do drink caffeine um, on occasion. But if you ask any of my friends, you never want to be around me when I do drink caffeine because I become like a 12-year-old and I'm really fucking annoying uh, and like totally energized. Um, But yeah, so I think, you know, that was part of it. And um, you mentioned the diet thing. So like probably a month ago or maybe two months ago, I started looking at my body and kind of being like, I'm not happy with my body. Um, And it's never really been a thing for me. Um, but I've just kind of, I think of the work that I do put into it yeah. and I realize that if I want to be, I, I don't want to ever be like, 
I don't think I have any body image issues, but I would say that like I can be comfortably a little overweight and be happy with myself and be proud of who I am. But I also, there's an element of like, I know I can do better. Um, because what would happen is, and again, you know, maybe Palmer, you can relate a little bit to this, but like the whole um, coming home after work, like, and especially where I'm, so like my current situation is, I don't know if you guys know anything about Maryland traffic, but it fucking sucks. It's a nightmare. Terrible. Um, yeah. Like I've driven everywhere but California and it's, it's by far the worst track I've ever been in. Um, like their rush hour ends up being like, I want to say three hours. Um, it just, and where I am, cause I'm like right by Annapolis and kind of near DC. And so like, there's a lot of traffic coming out of DC and into DC, Baltimore's near me as well. So it's just a lot of fucking traffic. Um, so long story short, I, I have to make it like a split decision when I get done at school, if I'm coming home or if I'm staying, because right. if I don't leave right at like three forty-five, like I'm fucked. And, um, so I just basically all that the last like two years, I just kind of accepted that, well, I live far away and I'm just gonna have to wait until like six or seven every night to go home. Um, and so I get home really late and then I'd just be fucking starving. And so my, yep. my, my diet was a disaster. Like it was just like, I just wanted carbs. I just wanted sugar. I just wanted like, as many so, calories as yes, fast as possible. Exactly. And greasy, sugary ones, yep, all of it. And yeah. so that was, I, I knew, I completely knew that that's part of my problem. So the past couple, I would say like probably two months or so, I've slowly started to change a lot of that. Um, and I have really tried, I have a buddy who's kind of teaching me um, like healthy habits versus healthy foods. Yeah. He says, if you can learn the habits, then you can control your hunger, you can control your cravings more. And that's what gets you through versus just like he's like i could tell you you just you know just eat salad or whatever but he said that that's not really a successful long-term plan um right. and so he told me like oh, one of the things he said was i have to eat longer like so like my meals need to be longer as far as how much time i take and then he also said like i have to only eat to a like 80 percent of, of what i would say is full so you're right. a little bit hungry every time because you're trying to get that understanding <laughs> better communication between your head and your stomach right um, and so with that, and then like, I've just, I've just kind of created like a list of all primarily vegetables that I just consistently have in my fridge. Um, and I started to just say, I'm going to have salad like twice a night, like for twice, a, twice a week for a dinner as yeah. part of that transition. And now it's gotten to the point where I've gotten so into it that I probably have like either salad, like I'll usually salad or like sometimes I'll have like um, tacos, but like no meat, like just like straight veggies yeah. um, and other kind of healthy things. Um, and I've, I've tried to get rid of a lot of the shit that I just have, like that I just snack on. Um, and so that's, again, it's been kind of a slow process, but I would say that I feel like not only am I more full of energy, but I'm also, I'm starting to get a little more proud of like my body. And like, right. you know, lose. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to make that the thing, but, um, it's definitely become a bit of a result and, um, it's been, it's been good. No, so it's definitely, a, it's definitely a nice side effect. Um, you know, and thanks for, I mean, thanks for sharing that. It, it definitely, like I said, I, I'm in, I want to like get this. I, I like the idea of collecting like people's journeys uh, with this or, or insights that they have. And I know it's one of those things that like everybody has an opinion about and everybody has, 
ideas about things. Um, I just don't want to, I just don't want to keep doing what I've done my entire life. You know what I mean? And, and I know, I mean, a lot of what you said really aligns with like my own thinking of like, I, I really look at this as like an, like I look at it with the lens of an addictive personality. And that's really how I'm treating this is like, I have an addiction to overeating, to carbohydrates, to sugar, you know, like I have addiction to all of those things and I'm not going to be able to do anything. I mean, right now it just is like all of those things are more fun in my brain than not doing them. You know, it's the same thing with smoking. So it's just really trying to find that, like that, like thing that clicks that like works with that will outsmart me trying to outsmart myself. So, and I, I think too, if I can say, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to tell you was that kind of two things. The first thing is that um, it's also about the support network. Um, you know, when I started running, you know, people would always give me crap on Facebook about it because I'd always post. But the reality right. is, I and I told my friends this at one point that would always harp on it. I was like, this post is not for you. This post is for my other friends that are runners too because the way that we stay motivated is by, you know, kind of supporting each other. That right. dog just totally opened that door. That was hysterical. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> oh um, look at that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's weird the way the internet works. I wasn't sure if that was his dog or mine for a second, yeah, right? Thank <laughs> like, um, My dogs have finally settled down. But I think part of what I what you have to do is, and this is part of what I wanted to say to you as well, Palmer, is like I'm here because if you need that support, um, that's part of what gets us through this. Is I think you need other people who are on the same journey to yeah. reach out to and and who have been through the same thing. And the other thing I really wanted to say was, because this is kind of a big realization that I had over the past couple of years um, that I really want you to hear as well is, and it's maybe something that you went through growing up as well. Um, when, you're, when you grow up as a bit of an overweight kid, you get in your head a lot and you talk yourself out of things a lot. Oh yeah. And it's a lot about insecurities and things like that. And you have to know, I'm trying not to get emotional about this, but you have to know that you can do this. That um I realized part of my journey the past like I don't know, maybe 5 or 5 or so years is that I long since put or sorry, I put my almost my I did say my real name there. Uh-oh. I'll have to bleep that out. Um, Mr. Mr. J um, always viewed himself as I put myself in a bottle and there are things that Mr. J can do and Mr. J can't do. And I think that starts when you're in middle school. Um, you know, Mr. J could never run. Mr. J was never athletic. Mr. J could never eat healthy. Mr. J didn't like roller coasters or, you know, high energy things or scary things or like there, like there's all these things that we tell ourselves that we can't do. Um, and then we just become this inner voice in our head as we grow, as we just kind of continue to evolve through life and we just believe it. And I started, re- I, there was one point it started with the running thing, but it's just been kind of like this journey for me where I've said to myself, why, why can't I do this? Like why, if I normally would say like, Oh, well, sorry, I said it again. <laughs> uh, Mr. J can't do these things. Um, why? Like, where did that start and why does that happen? Because we get right. in our heads and we tell ourselves we can't do it and that's bullshit. Because I've learned 
that I have created my own obstacles and just accepted them because that's, I've always told myself that. And I think you need to know that you, part of it starts with saying, why is that? And why not? Why can't right. I do that? And let's try it. And let's, and, and I think I've learned a lot in the past couple of years, just through pushing myself and taking on these goals and, and kind of always working towards something to realize that I am so much more than I ever gave myself credit for. Right. And that's an incredible experience when you hit that point where you're like, I can do this. Like this is this, you know, X amount of years ago would never have been able to do this. But now I know I can do this and I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of it too. No, I totally, I totally agree. Um, I, I actually, it, it's funny that like you, it took breaking a bike to get to running. I, I, I did running one. I did couch to 5k and was running like a few miles, three times a week. Uh, I got up to that point and, uh, I, I was just telling Ash, actually, I need to just do it again is what I need to do is, and I've restarted it a couple times. The thing is, is like, you, once you get the ball going, you have to get, I, th my trap is always like, I can get started and I can get roll, get a momentum going. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I reach a point where it's just like, oh yeah, you got this all figured out. That's where I'm just like bored with it. Like done. Mm -hmm. All right. Like, what's the next thing? Well, let's order a pizza and eat it <laughs> and watch horror movies on Netflix, you know, or six hours of YouTube. Yeah. Um, here because as much as i struggle with a lot of these same things i'm so ready to to, to tell palmer that yes let's do that let's, let's do, do that. both let's of those things <laughs> well you can still long. do those things i mean that's the other thing too i told my yeah. buddy when i said i was going to change my diet was i said listen i don't ever want to feel like i can't eat what i want to eat yeah um, if i want to you know just the other day i was coming home late from something at school and i was like you know what fuck it i want to go to burger king like I want to go get a Whopper and I, and I'm going to fucking do it. And, and yeah. you know, that's, I think that's part of it too is, is, you know, and he even said this, my buddy said this, he's like, life is for living. Like you could spend your whole life eating, you know, spinach and vegetables, but at the end of the day, like food is good. And if you enjoy eating food, then take the moment yeah. to enjoy eating food because you know, it's all about balance and it's all about like, you know, that's um, the thing is that you just can't only do that. You yeah. can't only just eat the food that you want to eat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, if you want to eat like that, then you have to exercise to counterbalance that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a fine balance. And I think, uh, you know, this, the goal setting it, it definitely is something to take from this conversation, uh, becoming goal oriented and uh, tracking those goals. And I think like being a teacher really prepares you for that kind of mentality. Uh, I mean, shit, that's, I feel, I felt like that's all I did was to set goals <laughs> for my kids and set goals for me and then try to achieve those, you know? Yeah. Um, so no, I mean that I, I really appreciate it. it. It is, it is nice to know. It is nice to know that there are other people that are going on similar journeys to you and that they have the same struggles that you have. Um, I think that was one of the most beneficial things of going through uh, a group setting when I quit smoking with that mm -hmm. program was it was it wasn't anything other than just knowing 
I, these people are doing the same thing that you're doing. Like you're yeah. they're they're at least going through the same shit that you're going through. So um, I think there is something to be said about building a sense of community um, in that process. It just, it's just now it's time for me to like put up or shut up, you know? Yeah. Uh, and but I don't think it has to happen overnight. Too. That's oh a, yeah. You know? No, no, I definitely not, but more could be happening. That's the, yeah. I, I, I feel like, and I feel like part of that too is just the society where we live in, where it's like, you know, you want to be hard, but don't be too hard. And it's like, at the end of the day, though, it's all about action. You know, you could, yeah. you could, you could try to find the balance in whatever all day long. But if at the end of the day, all you're doing is just trying to find a balance in something and nothing actually got done, then, you know, it, 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 I am at the point where I'm just ready for some action. Um, being like getting that offer from work today to like work from home. That's another one, too, is it's like. You know, you bookend an eight-hour shift with driving in the car for three hours. Uh, it just the last thing you want to do is go on a three-mile run mm -hmm. or go on a half-hour run. After Dude, that. I'm and, telling you, know. you, you honestly, the best advice my one of my friends ever gave me was to do it in the morning, and it's hard, yeah, and it takes time. But what it also establishes for you is because you all, you know, we always come home at different hours. It's not always the same. There's other things that come up. Like in the morning, you have control over that, and part of like I, I say I do all these things, but like a part of it is I'm I'm also incredibly lazy on some level. Like I always yeah. joke about like if you know anyone that's a runner, like being a runner, the, the reality of it is most people are runners because they're lazy because there's right. nothing easier than just throwing on a pair of shoes and going out the door. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. that, And that's part yeah. of why I stopped biking because I didn't want to haul my fucking bike down the stairs of the apartment complex I live in. It was like, fuck this. I just want to throw on some shoes and go. So, um, you know, part of why I can do it is, is because of my routine, because I know there are mornings where I wake up and I even, I'm like in my head and I'm like, how the fuck am I up right now? Like, how, yeah. how am I still doing this? Because it sucks. But like, you just get in that routine. And once you're in that routine, it's a lot easier to stay in it, um, and keep with it because that's just what you're always used to. And, um, that makes it a lot easier. And yeah. the greatest thing is too, the other thing about doing my runs in the morning is, when you are coming back in, like the thing that I used to carry around the most as far as weight on me was having to work out. Once it's done, like the, the, not only do you have that energy because you just did that, but like you also have that vibe of like, I just fucking accomplished like right. the hardest thing that right. I have to take on today. It's done. Like it's already yep. day one. We're starting and I've already got the hardest thing of my day out of the way. Um, so that helps out a lot. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something I had to get into cause I was never a morning person, but then, uh, you know, I just, just started doing it. And the other, the, so like, as I'm continued, like goal, goal setting can become very addicting. You can start setting a lot of goals. Like as you succeed, you start to do it more and more. And so like the other thing I was doing, and this is a conversation we were talking about earlier in that, like, I realized that I'm waking up early and I'm still tired. So what I need to do is go to bed earlier. So like one of the things I've been doing for the past like two months is I'm, in bed by nine and i'm i know right and i read i read a oh, book nice. for yeah, a half yeah. an hour and go to bed at 9 30 every single night and yeah. it's it's kind of two goals that i've set because the one is to get more sleep Don't but then also like i i've been wanting to get back to reading because i used to read all the time before i went to bed and so now it's kind of like a twofer to get that out of the way and um that's you know that's just helped a lot as as well um, yeah. as far as just taking care of myself because um when you get home, you probably realizing it now, unless you're a total night owl, like 
you think about what you really actually get done at night and you don't get a lot of shit done. Um, right. I never did because well, I, I do, <laughs> but I yeah, know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. I yeah. have to, that's, that's my, yeah. but yeah. I know what you mean. And, and yeah. I have to have the same struggle at night. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm like, this fucking documentary about me is not going to make itself. <laughs> I, <have to. laughs> I, I know what you mean. Palmer, yeah. do you, um, yeah, I don't, you obviously don't air any more than you want to, but I, when you said, uh, don't tell Ash about this, do you think she won't like the idea of you reading at night? I only ask because I have a. Similar. Oh, no, no. She, she has been like seriously since we have gotten together. When we first started dating, Oh man, she would. This is, of course, the Palmer exaggeration. But when we first started dating, she would have she would go to bed at seven o'clock. Seriously, like, really? No would, kidding. Yeah, like, 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 and I, I mean, <laughs> you only you only met at like met Ash in person that one time. Yeah, but like she, this is no joke about Ash. Like I make the joke that like, oh, Ash is about the pumpkin. And that, like it literally flips a switch where she is awake and sleeping and she can fall asleep anywhere. And it takes less than three minutes to fall. Asleep. Wow. Like, and like, she could just be you could, like wide eyed talking to you and then snoring in the next breath. Right. And, uh, but since we started dating, like we have slowly crept up to where we, you know, we stay up on a normal night. We'll go to bed anywhere between ten thirty and eleven thirty. Wow. You know, like usually it's around eleven, somewhere in there. But she has since, oh, at least for the last year and a half or two years, like we need to go to bed earlier. We just need to go to bed earlier, and uh, that's what I meant when I was like, "Don't let her hear this," because uh, Mister Jay's talking about going to bed at nine o'clock, and. Only reading till nine thirty, and then being asleep by by you know nine thirty. Like, mm-hmm. no, like I I if I try to like, and again I know like this is falling into the like Palmer can't why can't Palmer do this trap? Hmm. And I know if I exercised, like it would be easier to fall asleep earlier. I totally agree. Uh, it would really help with that. But man, like there are some nights where it doesn't matter how much I exercised earlier in the day. It's almost like the harder of a day I had even could make it harder where there are some days that my brain is just going a hundred miles an hour and there's no chance that I'm falling asleep before 2 AM. You know, oh, like that's such a specific and heartbreaking number. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> like, and I mean, in those, those really bad nights, those are really rare. But when they, but I could, I could tell you at ten o'clock, it's going to be one of those nights. You know what I mean? Oh, like, really? Oh man! Yeah, like where it's just like my brain's yeah. just going. You know, those are the days when I have caffeine. Yeah, I, I, when I have caffeine, now it's it. I, I'm actually kind of afraid of it because I'll have like a cup of coffee occasionally, and I've, I'm not drinking like a shit ton of water throughout the day. Like I, this is true stories. Like I will drink a cup of coffee at like eight in the morning on a Sunday. And I won't be able to go to bed at ten o'clock, like my yeah. mind. Will so, and that's all I've had was just that one cup, yeah. and that's because it's that powerful, um, which I hate because I do. I mean, the days that I drink caffeine, like I can be super, super productive because it does have an effect on me now. But um, that's I totally get that sometimes because actually, just the other day, um, the other night, I had a situation like that, 
And I knew it was just like you said, like you're just lying in bed and you're just like, fuck me. Like, this is not, I'm it's not going to be going to bed. And you know, you have worst. to wake up early because of life. Yep. And so it's like, I'm still Which having to wake up at five. the anxiety up more. <laughs> like you're like, I got to get up in three hours yeah. and like, and drive to Columbus. Yeah. Like and you just feel like miserable. And you're just like, fuck you. Just fucking yes. fall asleep. Yes. Just fall yes. the fuck asleep. Fall yeah. the fuck asleep. <laughs> and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it doesn't. Yeah. And just I like, know it. Oh, uh, like here's. Here's a random like idea that would make a really good book that you should write. Right. I'm never gonna fucking write that book. <laughs> I'm not gonna write that book ever. Like, well, here's a great yeah. idea. Here's the plot. Here's the 17 characters. Oh, now that character makes you think about this movie over here, and then this thing, and this yeah. thing, and this 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 thing. But I will say, having a routine has really helped with that. As far yep. as like going, and that, and the thing I read, I read it online somewhere. I said something like, you should not have at least like a half an hour before you go to bed any screen time. So oh, that was yeah. something that I, that's part of why it was part of the way for me to do reading. Cause I'm like, okay, if I read for a half an hour, then I'm, I'm starting to read again, which is great. And I'm also creating a routine that puts me. It's all the, quicker. like all the parenting tips for a toddler. Right. <laughs> yourself. Like, that's, that, like, why is this? Like, how has nobody ever pegged this before? It's yeah. literally the same exact way you treat a toddler. You keep them on a routine, no screen time before bed. Yep. Do relaxing things before bed, like yeah. read them a book and do bath time. Mm-hmm. Wear them out during the day by exercising yep. early. <laughs> These are all fucking things that you have to do as a grown-up. Like, oh, God, it's so true. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's... Oh, man. It's just like... I just want to be Jabba the Hutt. Can't I be Jabba the Hutt? Like... <laughs> Get Princess Leia, you know. Yeah, you, go. you got Princess Leia. So you got that cool that. little guy that just hangs out with you and he laughs right. at all your jokes. I want that guy. Who doesn't want that guy? <laughs> yeah, That's my best slice noodles. <laughs> oh, no, no, salacious crumbs. Excuse salacious me. Crumbs, I was say. Shit. Uh, I'm sorry, but in episode 34 of Log Walk North Creek, uh, you called him. Uh, what the serious fuck delicious read my lips delicious crumb you fucking moron I'm not listening to your four hour podcast ever again (laughs) (laughs) fucking Star Wars nerds (laughs) like Jabba the Hutt he had a fucking empire Jabba the Hutt did for Alice if nothing else yeah yeah all those dancers. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. That band. That's <laughs> not band. a fucking cartoon. Right? Yeah. yeah. They're all fucking puppets. puppets. He had a fucking <laughs> Rancor as a pet. Yep. <laughs> he Who had doesn't fucking, want a Rancor? He had fucking Boba Fett bowing down to him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's a big Who deal. He doesn't want to be Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Sounding pretty good right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> or Pizza the Hutt, for that matter. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boss you're delicious <laughs> oh that makes me want to watch that. i've been thinking a lot about space balls recently yeah yeah you know where when we're gonna watch space balls oh boy here it is in des moines <laughs> there will be no uh, be little sleep there that'll be a good oh, night for shit. the 2 a.m well, insomnia <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be a round trip, 24 hours, right? Like, <laughs> I have to be back here for Ash's graduation. Like, she was just putting on her gown. She got her gown on because she graduates on Saturday. And I'm like, babe, you better be praying right now that God gives me a clean roads the whole way there and back. 
Like, <laughs> oh, uh, so we'll get it. Got to think positive. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it'll be fine. Uh, we'll make it work. Uh, I'm not worried about it at all because I mean, the worst case is I I would just have to leave early enough on Friday that I'm back. At some point, can we see the movie on Thursday? I mean, I could easily see us watching the movie and then just podcast, and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, particularly Um, if the weather is troublesome. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll figure it out. It's interesting you mentioned, oh, sorry, go ahead. As long as we get Mrs. Double D on board. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta work on that. Don't worry, Mrs. Double D, I'll get you all the deets soon. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) um, Uh, I, I was, um, I perked up on the the reading thing because I I've never really had trouble sleeping till recently, and I'm not entirely sure what it is. It's not as bad as the two a.m. thing usually. Maybe only once or twice in the last couple of months, but uh, I have noticed that uh, reading does help. I've always wanted to read at night, but unfortunately, that's just kind of. I mean, the bride and I do not go to bed at the same time anyway because during the week, I try to do Monday through Friday stay up and kind of work on my stuff. And then Sunday nights are kind of our sort of kind of family time with the pups and, and AMC usually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, other, the other family member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hardwick and <laughs> the walking dead. But, <laughs> but Saturdays is when I'll, so I'm, but it's always, I'm always up late. Actually Sunday, it's the one night where we go to bed at the same time. Uh, but uh I've always wanted to read at that time, but it just doesn't kind of work out with our situation and my other ambitions. But as I was having these tr- this trouble sleeping, and a lot of times too, it's like if I'm having a productive evening <clears throat> editing, if I get on a roll, um, then I it's harder to calm down. <laughs> uh, in, but I, you, know, you got to get up with the next day. I used to try to edit in the morning, but that never seemed to work out. Like by the time I get into a groove, then I have to leave. So. Anyway, but I've just started that recently, and it's and it's helped uh, to just try to stop by whatever time. It's like between ten and one where I really get this stuff done, and uh, ten and twelve is what I really try for. Uh, but yeah, just I find reading just a few minutes is, is helpful. I don't like read enough to be satisfied that I accomplished something in the reading, but I read yeah. enough to quiet my brain. Uh, and then my other. Um, little tidbit to the, the conversation is that uh, without getting to too much, I have some affirmations <laughs> that I've developed over the last year to try to help with some issues. One of which is about health. And I posted that because, because this 10 to 12 business or in on the Saturdays when I just watch a movie or whatever, it's like 10 to two, three, if I watch at close range. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> What I've done a couple times recently is uh, I have a couple, like the weekend before I had two, I was watching Brandon Lee films and they're not many, but I had one on VHS laser mission, which is fucking terrible, but I had only ever seen it once VHS. And I said uh, that in the VHS machine, I had then showdown low Tokyo, new Blu-ray and the other. <laughs> and I'm like, which one am I going to watch? If, if any, like, uh, cause I think I was trying to do something yeah. else first. And again, it's like 1 a.m. I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just try one of them, see if it grabs me. And I put on Laser Mission on VHS at 1 a.m. and I fucking watched the whole thing. Anyway, the uh, point is that I'll, that is the prime time where I'm going to like eat stuff that I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and if she's here, I can't just put everything in the trunk of the, <laughs> the torrent and right. back it up to the garage. Um, 
But what I uh, what I did was I took that health affirmation, I wrote it on an index card, and I put it in the two places that I go. Mm-hmm. One is like where we keep the whiskey, because <laughs> that, that's not something I'm just gonna pound anyway. But if it's like yeah. late and I'm having I'm all happy and stuff, I might have some when I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then the other one is in the snack place. And now this has only been up for a few days, so I don't know. I can't tell you quite how it'll right. go, but I'm hoping it'll shame myself or at least give me pause in the moment. But I really mm-hmm. have to set these most tiny of micro goals and try to put as little pressure on myself in certain ways as possible. I even, you know how much I bitch about running? I even ran this week. I timed it. I didn't do distance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause I try to piece together an hour of exercise a day and I've just been starting to sometimes jog mm-hmm. with the dogs. But on Monday I did. So through, we go through this prairie and I was doing it on my own, uh, cause the bride couldn't come and, I'm like, the one dog is old and I have to drag her. But I'm always, it's always like time check. How are we doing? And I'm just like, oh my God, I can barely move. And I did like 20, the first time I checked the time based on like the sort of scenery, I was at 29 minutes and I wasn't feeling that. Awesome. That's yeah. good. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long that'll last, but it definitely gave me this little boost. But that's like incremental over the last year. Suddenly that has happened. Yeah. For me, it's really got to be like baby steps. And that's the thing too is I, I learned that pretty quickly as far as like you plateau, like plateauing is the worst when you're running. Yep. Um, I mean, like I can tell you just in my own experience the past like probably year or so I've been just plateauing at the same mile time. And finally I broke through once I got back to three days a week and I'm slowly chipping away at my mile time. And that's something that, but that took, like honestly, that took a year. I know I want to say it took at least a year, maybe more than that, to get it down to something that was like, in my opinion, what I was shooting for. Um, so that's one of those things that it's good to have, but you also can't rely on that all the time because you'll beat yourself up about that. I, I remember that happened even with biking. It was like you just try to break these times. You're like, fuck, like why can't I get off this one time? It's always this, um, but it takes a long time to get through that. And when you're shaving, especially when you're running, like when you're shaving, like seconds it's huge right it really is huge um so you have to take that when you can um but that's really cool that's awesome that you can go that distance for that long because that's not easy either and that's the difference between you know if you're doing short distance running versus pacing yourself because like mine is my pace is never like i when i run like i don't look at it like being like it's more of jogging um but like the i i'm more i keep it kind of like between two and a half to three miles and um it's more of, of trying to get that mile time down and it's more of that endurance run that like, right. you know, like you're doing basically Dave with the, you know, the way that you're running. Um, well, the way I ran one time, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's not an easy, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a big goal to do in, in 30 minutes. That's, you know, to keep running for that much time is, is not an easy task. It was, I was, I was, I was pleased. I think it came from, uh, increasing like the the walking and stuff that I do because mm-hmm. that I enjoy and actually just yesterday uh, so we tried to like balance because I do have to do it at the end of the day um, for my so it's just the way it works out because I otherwise I wouldn't get the productive stuff done at night because I wouldn't be able to get up or I would need to go to bed early to get up and thus not make my my empire but uh, so <laughs> we I try to spread it out between staying at work and basically walking along the river which is something I've only done the last few months. Uh, and there's a hill involved, but it, it's not super hard, but it's just like, it sort of helps decompress and make up, finish the, like the one hour that I put together throughout the day. 
and uh and then other times i'll come home and we might walk the dogs uh the bride and i and uh it's kind of mixed up but i think having done that as i have is probably why i was able to do that the other night without as much trouble as i would have thought and i definitely for me i try not i time it rather than the distance like i try to put together that time of like an hour a day and stuff but now having done this certain route i could see trying that again next time knowing where like if i can just make it this far mm-hmm. I, I think it'll have been this long mm-hmm. and i i could see doing that for quite some time before i like think about well how long did this take me and get competitive with myself it's more just about like having done it but that really surprised me i literally the day before the bride's cousin does a sock he organizes like a pickup soccer game and i played soccer as a kid and as a teenager but that was like i played defender so I never went past half court. And my whole job was like when people came down was to like tackle them, you know, run them down, kick the ball out of bounds. Like all that. It was not really aerobic. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> when I played club soccer as a kid, I used to jump kick ball. You're supposed to head ball. And I'm like making Van Damme noise. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally used to do that. I used to jump up and like went. People <laughs> were like, what the fuck? I almost watched Time Cop this past weekend. That's really? Cool. Why? Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna because it was just on Netflix, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is JCVD. That's like the one JCVD movie for some reason that I know. Mm-hmm. In my head. I think it's the only one that got to number. There was a number one. Uh, ever got to number one in the U.S. I think. And that's like the famous one where he like jumps in the cabinets, right? Like he, like he does, does a split, split between kick. the kick. Yeah, and it's a different split than he normally does. He usually does yeah. the like kind of uh, straight out one, and this one spread is spread like, eagle one. Yeah, it's a cross. Yeah. I didn't even know he could do that, but <laughs> I just I remember the beginning of that a lot, like where because it's the guy who's right before the crash. He like goes back in time and plays all the stocks right before the stock market crashes. And that's oh like, yeah, like I just thought that intro was interesting. Sorry, well, there's a way off topic, topic, but like no, you mentioned ZCVD, and I was like, I almost watched, I remember like hovering over Time Cop. I almost hit play on that. This <laughs> never, <laughs> never a detour for me to yeah. talk JCVD. There's a hot sex scene with uh, Mia. What's her name? In that too, oh, yeah. <laughs> right at the beginning. <laughs> Isn't it the girl from um, Paris Bueller? Yeah, yeah. What's her name? Mia Sarah. Sarah Mia Farrow, something like that. Yeah, he's like, there's never enough time to satisfy a woman. <laughs> he picks her up in the mall and it turns out to be his wife oh my god oh, gosh. what an idiot oh, <laughs> oh man yeah I wonder if Jean-Claude has uh, you know little affirmation notes in his, his cabinet telling him not to eat too. the <laughs> I have um, I do have a couple of uh, quotes that I put up on uh, the near the mirror of my bathroom in the same oh, really? kind of sense, yeah. They're oh, most of them are um, they're Bible quotes, but oh, yeah. um, they're uh, they're a couple that I've hit uh, and, and they've really hit home. There's one actually. I don't know if you can see over here. My sister yeah, made it for me. Plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Oh, That's cool! A big one that I I definitely believe in, and uh, so yeah, I've had a couple of those that I've just kind of put up there, and it's good to have them there just to remind myself, kind of like. One of them is about like you shouldn't you shouldn't care what other it's basically it's I'm I'm totally butchering it but it's more or less like you shouldn't butch you shouldn't care what other people think more or less that you should just you know know that yeah. what you're doing is the right thing and that you know um, you shouldn't be motivated by what other people think which is a big one for me so yeah and a hard one that's I think great. that's a hard one for everybody yeah jeez yeah well awesome 
I um I really appreciate you coming and sharing the story, like your journey with us. I appreciate. It. I just wanted. I know. I because like I said, I, I listened to that. It was funny because I can literally remember when I was listening to that podcast because I was totally driving at the time, and I remember th- that moment hearing wh- when you were talking about it, and especially when you said the thing about like how you got to make it motivated about like the things, not about the weight loss, but like the feeling you get. Because that's the, the I was like, yes, he's absolutely correct. And I was like, you yeah. know what? Like, I want to reach out to him and tell him because it's about, it, it, like I said, it's about that support system, and it's about the, um, you know, I really think my journey as a, as an adult in the past couple of years has been all about pushing myself and, like I said, like breaking that idea of how I define myself as a kid and how I've been able to. It's almost fun in a lot of ways for me to break that. It's kind of like I'm laughing at myself in a right. good way. Like you said, you couldn't do this and look at what you're doing now. Yep. Um, it's just kind of cool to see what you can do when you really kind of try to just push yourself. Um, so, yeah. No, I even heard that in this, uh, in this conversation, Palmer, when you're like talking about can't sleep and then you got this novel running through your head and these characters and you're like, well, you're never going to re- read, the, make that novel. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was, I know that story. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. But for for instance, like that that you instantly shut that that down. Like that could Palmer could never do that. I'm like, well, of course he could. And yeah. and also you could just fucking dictate that bitch in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I know. Like, I get all these. I I get all these things. I gotta. I I just have to start fucking following through. That's yeah. that's really what it boils down to. Is like you could sit and talk about doing all these things all you want, but that's where the action comes in. You know, like. So, well, you can yeah. also, I mean, I, I, one of the things that I would suggest, cause I need to do small increments, is just find a way to document those things. You don't have You're to right. do them all, uh, but, right. but if, if one suddenly sort of sparks, uh, that was one of the Jordan Peele quotes I liked. I think it was follow the fun. Right. Um, and I, <laughs> this is random. It's in the Teen Wolf documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Two hour. Shout Factory Teen Wolf documentary. Oh. I learned. <laughs> I can't even My remember. Day tonight, pal. Oh yeah, <laughs> you don't scare me, freak. <laughs> um, that's uh, well. Uh, I'm gonna get off on a Teen Wolf tangent, but the uh, the thing that I th- made me think of it was that that movie was pitched as a, in a handful of other just random ideas that they tossed off the top of their head to uh, uh, people in a, you know, in a meeting. And that's the one that the executives or whatever went for, but it's like, uh, but I only say that because like you have all the ideas, but just because you have them doesn't mean necessarily they're, they're ones that you would be happy to follow through on, but, but you know, they sort of, they disappear if you don't capture them somehow. So yeah. No, the voice recorder on your iPhone is is, good, is a good thing if you drive. That's, I need to start taking advantage of that. I have a ton of things recorded in there, but they're all my wife and my dog snoring. Um, really, just to play back later, be like, "Listen, yeah. to what you did." <laughs> yeah, I don't even think. Here, wait. I'll play the one that has both of them in it, so she doesn't get too upset. <laughs> Can't tell who's who. <laughs> This is this is Ash and Tank. That's Tank. 
It's like in unit. It's like one off yeah. of the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's coordinated. That was one of those. That's that. That is one of those nights where I'm trying. It's two a.m. and I'm just like, just fucking fall asleep. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Funny. I don't know how no. much truth there is to it, but I've heard that if, if that's happening, sometimes it's good to stop trying and just go yep. like do something else. Read, yep. read a book. That's have you done that? Walk that's around. True. That was one that yeah. someone gave me advice was just like doing like a couple of walk arounds in your in your house or whatever. You just kind of do some laps, yeah. um, stuff like that. Yeah, because that's it, I'm what is it they said? And lazy. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> like I'm like. No, I'll fucking fall asleep. I'll show you I'll who's show the boss. You. I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> and I don't want to get the fuck out of bed. I have to put clothes right. on and then yep. have to go downstairs. And then I have to come back upstairs. <laughs> NyQuil works. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, this is something I learned pretty early. I always have like a thing of NyQuil right by my bed just for those nights that I can't fall asleep. Yep. And I'll just fucking Cake. slam that shit back. And Cake works too. Helps. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes uh, it doesn't, but it's one of my sleep aids if I need it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm close to a pee break, but are, I'm feeling like I don't know. I Kinda, should probably go. Yeah. To that because it yeah. is. It, it's I'm good. Of, I'm satisfied. Uh, yeah, me uh, too. Uh, this is a great episode. I think that we had a great conversation, Mr. J. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story you. with us. Uh, thank you. I definitely will keep you. I I will definitely keep your offer in the in my back pocket and uh, definitely keep you posted on my progress. I have to get back on the wagon, um, and I think that that is that is coming sooner rather than later. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing your story. I want to get pumps back on here too. I want to pick his brain on. Uh, yeah, we learned like an arm, armchair uh, like nutritionist. You oh, there, know? yeah. That yeah, we, that comes so. out in one of the episodes you haven't heard yet, Mr. J. And I did not know that. And I definitely would like to pick his brain. And it's, I, I'm preparing yeah. myself already for it to be things I don't want to do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, not do. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I really would care. I want to get his take on uh, Ash really wants to do ketogenic, the ketogenic diet. And uh, I just don't want it to be another whole 30. So, yeah, that was intense for uh, so intense. Well, so, for anyone, I'm sure. Yeah. But all right, well, Mr. J, thanks so much, Dave. It's a pleasure as always. Yeah, um, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, so you guys have an awesome, uh, have an awesome evening. You too. And uh, Jay, keep up the great, Mr. J, keep up the great work, man. I yeah, and, that was that was a great. I mean, I I didn't know what to expect from what you were shared, but it was pretty pretty fucking rad. <laughs> like so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Absolutely. I was hoping for. Thanks, man. Uh, and to our, we still have one viewer viewing. Thanks for sticking it out with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to everyone later. Cheers, everybody. Take Cheers. Care.